Hello, and welcome to an on-the-road episode of Adventure Inward. Today, I want to dive into something I've never talked about before, namely because it's pretty difficult to pin down and talk about uh, in the moment that it's happening. Um, And it's not quite happening right now, but it is something that I've been moving through, moving as in (laughs) verb. I've been actively in a phase of self-hatred and self-loathing, and it's presented in a number of interesting ways. And so I'm just going to kind of free flow, stream of consciousness, talk about what it's been like and what I'm learning about myself as I wane and wax and have self-hatred flare up and then settle and then flare up again and then settle. And it's not, I don't subscribe to moon phases or, um, I do, I do attribute hormonal changes to the way that I experience myself. So I, I definitely have a cycle tracker and I do notice patterns in my hormones when I need more rest or when I'm dehydrated or need more water, um, that it greatly affects my self-perception. So that's something to note on that end. As far as maintenance goes, so I, I don't think that I want to live a life where I'm positive all the time. We could get into self-talk and positive, uh, toxic positivity and all that stuff, but I don't have many thoughts or opinions about that. What I, my, my area of expertise and choice to hang out in is how my own subjective experience unfolds and what I notice and observe about myself as I go through these different phases. So a couple days ago, I, it came to me that I, um, want to do a communication detox and kind of just want to be left alone a little bit. I'm going through a change in the seasons going through, um, the pain of leaving one city that I'd spent a great deal of time at. And it was really hard to pull myself away from Boulder. Um, and one of the reasons that it was really hard to pull myself away from the, from Boulder was because I was, I noticed that I was waiting there. I was waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for people to notice me. I was waiting for a community to build around me, not for lack of effort. I, you know, I reached out and tried to make connections, but it just wasn't destined for me there. And it was really difficult, really, really hard for me to, to swallow that, face that. So, um, I decided to go east and see someone and then I changed my mind again and decided to go west because of the weather being warmer and it was closer than like going to Florida. So my plan changed a bunch of times and that was a little stressful. And then what I was waiting for, another aspect was the person that I'd originally gone to Colorado for, I, I noticed that I just wasn't done, even though it wasn't happening. There was no communication in that direction. I was still waiting for this acknowledgement and approval and, um, oh my gosh, Rachel, I've been a fool. 
come to me, baby. And, and it just went like, wasn't a reality. It was my, you know, fantasy and imagination. And I think that I, I am very, um, subject to fantasy and imaginations and daydreams and stuff. I, I have very active imagination and I have to be mindful of that. Or part of my mindfulness is to not let my visualizations of what could be impossibilities veil what is happening, not let what I want to see veil what is, what is actually true especially when it comes to other people and communication, because that's just a whole mess of expectations on the other end. It's like, it's, it gets confusing because I want to imagine all the possibilities and amazing, beautiful things that could happen to me and, and do happen to me. But, um, you know, I, I'm a big dreamer and I, if I'm not careful and I, sometimes I'm not, if I'm not careful, I get caught up in these fantasies and imaginations and visualizations of what my life, um, what I want my life to be and manifest and all that stuff. But when, especially when it comes to other people, there is a level of checking in with my reality and, okay, well, I want this thing. Are the people that I want this thing with on board? And sometimes the answer is no, and I need to be realistic about that as well. So that plays a role, and that, that is definitely the case for what I've been experiencing the last couple months as far as friendships, relationship, partnership, and the concept of community um, forming. This uh, fantasy that I've had and then the reality of it was that it just wasn't happening, and I was kind of caught in the crosshairs of my expectations. Um, not for lack of trying to be aware, but I'm I'm just as subject to to disappointment and let down as anybody else. I'm never I'm never above it, and I think that those failures and trial and errors um, and experimentations with my like ability to communicate with myself through like oh that was an expectation okay got it. And not really beat myself up for it. However, that gets me into what we're going to talk about or I'm going to talk about today is the self-hatred of I wish that I wasn't the way that I am sometimes because it, it is so difficult and I do go so extreme and I have intense ebbs and flows and I was called intense and that I kind of freak people out and that I am deeper than most people more than once and they didn't these other these people know me very well like years of friendship um which doesn't necessarily always equal knowing someone well i will add that little caveat uh, especially because i change a lot and the people who know me well also know this and let me change side note so this self-loathing was coming from just this onslaught of feedback from my external world and people that seem close to me that I'm, I'm very intense and that I, I am deeper than most people and I, um, that freaks people out because they, they can't meet me at 
my depth and that's okay i i i think what happens is that i don't think about that i don't think about oh i'm so deep oh most people aren't as deep as me like it might also it might be a mistake that i don't think that way but for better or worse i don't think that way and so i do find myself like expecting people to hang out with me in the depths and um the kind of nitty-gritty of emotional experiences and many times i am not met with you know equality and collaboration and companionship which is ultimately why i spend so much time alone um and have had to learn to enjoy it is because what well, i like the way i am <laughs> i i like that i go this deep and i i have come to that i like that i am the way that i am and that i like that i'm this deep and i think a lot and i feel a lot er er <laughs> and i i got this this movement of self-loathing came from do i like that do i i wish that i was more surface level i wish that i didn't go so deep i hate that i i can't seem to hang out on surface level experiences i i hate that i go so intensely um into experiences i i kind of just go all in with everything which is what is you know also so amazing about me and so that that's all <laughs> this um what i'm learning from going through and really staying with myself in this phase of self-hatred was like i am rad and self-love wouldn't be full self-love if i didn't experience self-hatred and my self-hatred looks like i wish that i wasn't so deep and that i could more people could relate to me in a way is that i i feel unrelatable and i hate and there are moments where i hate that and uh, excuse me <laughs> i just burped um and so moving through the self-hatred of well i wish i wasn't the way that i am is it, when i say it like that what makes me relatable <laughs> in a kind of turn of events is me really facing and getting getting my hands dirty on this mentality of i wish i wasn't the way that i am sometimes and still finding a way to love myself fully all all of it um even the part of me that hates myself and i i and i'm not trying to be perfect in self love i think that'd be weird i think that'd be weird if i and that's maybe what would be come toxic and be toxic positivity is this like only empowerment rachel only positive rachel only self love and positive self talk rachel like gross that would be so weird so in an effort to give you an inside look at how my mind works it is this like weaving of in and out in and out of how there are times of self love like most times or that's my kind of homeostasis but i do dive head first into self loathing phases and i 
I um I know that I'm going through that phase when I my kind of diet, my appetite starts waning and I don't I'm not eating more than like one and a half meals or kind of nibbling throughout the day. Um, I don't sleep well, I get insomnia and I start losing interest in things. And that would be you know, classic depression symptoms. And as I observe myself doing that, I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then it was this phase of self-hatred. And I'm like, okay, so what's going on with the self-hatred? Oh, and then admitting that I don't like the way that I am because it feels like the way that I am is a sacrifices relatability and companionship and community. And then I was like, oh, okay, well then what do I want to do differently? What do I want? And, you know, then I was like, okay, I need to go for a walk. <laughs> I need to sleep. I need to eat. Okay, I'm going to eat something. I'm going to drink more water. Like, just tiny little tiny maintenance things to, to help move through a depression as well. Because I feel that depression is pretty normal for me. Um, and I'm learning to actually appreciate these times because that means I... I'm resting and I'm very attuned to the changes that I'm going through and um, I'm very alert to changes in my body. And um, so I actually find when I would actually label what I'm experiencing as depression kind of a good thing. Um, and I know that that's not what we're taught, same with anxiety being an alarm system, but... Um, that's what I, that's what I believe. And that's what I feel really helps me stay balanced. It's like, Oh, I'm depressed because I haven't been paying attention to this certain part of myself. Like, okay, what's going on? And then it ended up being this self loathing that came through. And then, um, and it was about facing that it's been difficult for me to find community and, love feel loved um and we all want to feel loved and we all want to feel like we're, we belong to something and I notice that when I think that what I belong to or the only way that I can experience love is from other people or another person is when I get the most depressed and most hard on myself um, oh, this person doesn't want me um, in this particular scenario. It was the, the fella in Colorado that I went to see. Um, oh, this community, like no one's reaching out or I don't have anyone helping me run my business or I don't have anyone helping me write my books. Like these are all very solitary things, but I, but part, me, I, part, part of me craves someone sitting there or next to me saying like it's chill whatever you do um I'm around for it all I want is that kind of dedication and commitment with somebody else or multiple people not in a like not romantically but community as in like yeah we're we're down for what you got going on and we know that you're down for what we got going on or I got it going on I think that's the ultimate for me and I just happen to have a lot going on, so I understand that that isn't necessarily... I, I guess I have to, for as a healthy coping mechanism, have to understand that I'm... or what I've got going on isn't everyone's cup of tea. 
uh, as was put to me <laughs> recently. And really sitting with that and saying, okay, well, I can either keep hating myself about how I'm not people's cup of tea or understand and learn to be okay with myself and my worldview and my experiences that created that worldview and also know that I can change at any time that I want to. That's that's empowerment that comes from that balanced place of seeing both sides play out. Like, if I was only positive, I wouldn't know what the importance of of it is to weigh those options, to weigh who and what I want to be. And um, what I think makes my life amazing is that I have that control over myself and that particular viewpoint. So when it comes to self-hatred, it feels important for me to say or to notice that somebody listening to this might be going through something or experiencing something similar. This podcast is called Adventure Inward. And just like a regular adventure, there are times where you're just like, fuck this. This is fucking horrible and stupid and bullshit. Why don't I even start this? Um, why am I even here? Why am I even doing this? And those are the kind of the moments of the Adventure Inward or introspection that make it a genuine adventure uh, because it's not all great. And what I think that people lack and why I do the things and work that I do is that we lack the skills to move ourselves through self-hatred or even self-joy and wishing it would last longer, but then when we expect it to last longer and it doesn't, we get let down. And that's part of something we need to navigate through too as humans um, and navigating the whole emotional spectrum is a skill and it deepens every time that I go through something like what I've, I've been going through the last couple days I feel a more deep attunement to myself and the more that I become myself I must have faith and this is something that I would encourage anyone to think is like the more that you become yourself the more you will know and truly attract and truly be friends with and truly love or be loved for who you are. Like, it does no one any good to be loved for who you're not. Not the person who is who loves uh, an image of you or a projection of you that you put out. And it does you no good to try to maintain that projection or image. That's just That just seems... I'm exhausted just even saying it out loud. So, <laughs> so if there was anything that I would say from this is that though I'm moving through a phase of self-hatred, it is not worth it to me to not be myself. I'll say that again. Even though I'm moving through a phase of self-hatred, it is not worth it to me to not be myself. And I, that essentially is what I teach people to do is when they are up against those moments of like, well, fuck this. Why did I even start? Why did I even bother? What's the point of this? What's the point of being here? Here as in a place in time or a physical location or even on this fucking planet sometimes. 
Why am I here? What am I doing here? What's this all for? Those are the moments that we have to realign to that, like, it's still worth it to be myself. It's still worth it to be here. There are people that are going to be meaningful to me that I haven't even met yet. There are people that I'm going to be meaningful to that maybe haven't even registered that I'm that person yet. There are things to see and places to go and experiences to have and feelings to move through and discoveries to make both inwardly and outwardly. And those are the things that I answer for myself that are worth sticking around for, especially when phases like this rear their ugly heads and make me question everything. And I ultimately don't want to live a life where I don't question everything. I like my questions. I like questions. I like that I don't have answers sometimes. I like that sometimes time presents the answers. I like that some experience or a trigger from someone else, triggers are not all bad. Triggers are amazing. They, they, they can't even be defined or labeled good or bad because they bring about intense change and in, they are catalysts for what is most true and authentic and genuine and, and cherished in my life um, has all been from being triggered. And so in some way, shape or form, obviously. And so what I will leave this particular episode of podcast with, it's kind of a, kind of a quippy potent one, but um, is to like, even if it's shitty, like that it's shitty. And even if it's amazing, like that it's amazing and not, People are always talking about flow and I'm always talking about harmony and ease, but harmony is not a, harmony involves discourse. The only reason that there is a harmony is because there's discourse. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's navigating discourse that allows for harmony. And so at the end of it all, if I'm going after harmony, my flow and my laid backness and my ease of life is only because I have the skills to navigate discourse and um, chaos. It all comes down to order and chaos and me being the ultimate master of my own order and my own chaos. And at the end of it all, I would leave you with become the master of your chaos and you will become the master of your order. Thank you so much for listening to this soliloquy for the last 23 minutes. 23 happens to be my fucking power number right now. It's everywhere and everything and I can't stop it. So, um, pay attention to 23s, not just because next year is going to be 2023, which is just unnerving altogether. But, um, I think that there is something to seeing patterns in the world and not, again, not everything needs to be like put under a fucking microscope. That's not the vibe, but, but there is something to patterns and synchronicities in the world and they do deserve some level of attention. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night or whenever you found yourself listening to this episode.